0: Uh, Thanks to Shimro for his talk yesterday, thank you. And um, the theme that seems to have come up in a week, without a plan really, is this idea of um, the awareness that how we experience the world and the way we see things um, is conditioned much more by the way our brain responds to it than the actual reality (laughs) that's going on out there. And so, this morning, you wonder why I'm not wearing my monk's robes. (coughs) <coughs> I thought I'd try as a living example of what does it feel like? Do I and, I, and, and if you look behind you'll see Thomas is wearing a teacher's raksu. Um, I don't know does it does it feel any different that I'm sitting here without robes? No? Oh you see you see in bit. the zendo without her, so Oh in the zendo, yeah. I wonder what, I wonder, this is, by the way, I was a bit nervous <laughs> at doing this because I don't want to be a carte blanche for everybody to think, oh, I think I'll break the rules, <laughs> you know, I, for the form. But I just wondered what it felt like. Sorry, Judge. Yeah. do. Does it feel different to you? Pardon? Does it feel different to you? Yeah. Feels sli- the reason it feels different to me is because uh, John and Andy and um, Tony and Keith and other people in robes have sort of got their robes on. Mm-hmm. So I feel slightly. Kind of separate from them because of that, um, and I wondered what it, what it, what, how it felt to you when I walked in. Splitter. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I, I'm assuming you didn't notice and some thoughts yeah. went through your head. It was the first thing. I oh, did. you got jealous? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you think?
1: Splitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I th- I th- he's the boss. He can do what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> and if you look at Thomas with a teacher <laughs> you look at Thomas with a teacher's robe on, do you feel any differently about Thomas? He's wearing that nice brown Raksu? No? No. no? Feel the same? No. No. You don't think he has extra status?
2: <laughs> my my question would be is why did you change them?
0: Like uh because that's clearly um, a teacher's that's what you get. You get a brown Raksu when you get transmission, so that very definitely oh. signifies that.
1: I didn't notice that I've only just noticed now but it, it it does with you because and the re and for me I know the reason why, because you've been endowed with that officially. Yeah. And we've seen that. We mm. haven't seen it there. See, see um, mm. Does it feel different
0: to you, Thomas, where in the teachers? Yeah. It does It does feel really <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah. My small self is really running. Is it all head. puffed up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Does, does it feel heavy around your neck? <laughs> 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 but to be honest, I, that one, I borrowed that one from Russia, you know because I've got my stockpile. I, myself, and this I one, think yeah. you all know there are like 80 names written. on. 80 floor,
0: names, yeah. And I felt I had you know, I had the whole sangha around my
3: neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: also I really felt um, that the whole sangha was carrying me. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, isn't it? I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful. It's such a wonderful thing, this rock so You know, everybody in the sangha signed this, So there's three layers of white in here, all with names on. Very nice. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, want, I, I was going to talk a little more about ego, or, or the delusion of ego, whatever, however we want to talk about it. But I was also thinking, part and parcel of wearing this was—I don't know whether it interests you, but it kind of—it well, definitely interests me—is uh, what can we do in our daily life that um, tests or, or challenges <coughs> our usual sense of self? Uh, and I was just talking to John. And I was—I was thinking know, some a very simple thing for me would be to go you know because I'm very f- I'm not fussy but you know I've got particular ideas about what I want to drink and eat and things you know so for me it would be going into a, like a liver working class cafe and having white bread uh, and margarine uh, <laughs> and instant coffee surrounded by guys in viz jackets. And I would be in my, you know, like slightly cashmere jumper or maybe my <laughs> urban cycling gear. How would I feel? And I also do the opposite. I go into a rather posh cafe, which is very expensive and which most people are wearing either suits or whatever, and I go in when I'm in my cycling gear. So I go in my vizjacket, jacket, my hat. And I can definitely feel a, a different vibe. And I wonder whether, any, whether you have any... What would you do i'm just interested can you think of anything that you do that would challenge your sense of who you are
4: i often in the martial arts class um, don't wear a game okay so they don't identify practice with what you're wearing and in the yoga class and she can verify this sometimes i will say things that are very un-yogic to get a response so okay. it breaks the idea of who they think i'm in there. But often, and I love a cafe, often after cafes, I take them to a cafe for that very reason. So they don't have the idea that yogis should or karate people <coughs> should be a certain way. Yeah, yeah. They go and meet builders, they go and meet roofers. So mm. you
0: don't go in and get seaweed on toast <laughs> 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 Anyone else? You challenges? It was a big step for me to stop wearing a tie at work. Oh, really? Very big, yeah. Gosh. Yeah.
3: And because particularly with my profession, you know, we're regarded as being very conservative yeah. and, and uh, I sort of took it little steps by little steps and uh, stopped wearing a tie. Thought, yep, got away with that. Can I get away with not wearing a suit? And that was a big one as well. Okay. It took me a long time to, to actually think, no, I can not wear a suit and they are still going to come and ask me for my opinion. You know? mm. Mm. The big worry was, well, they won't take me seriously if i wearing a suit. If you weren't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. It works both ways, sir. Because uh, for me, when I'm in that clinic, I n- normally wear a white coat. Just sort of. <clears throat> in, in one sense, it's okay; it gives you a certain s- set apart, like the suit. In another sense, it kind of frees me. I can, you know, I can come in in a not great shirt, take that off, put this on, and look apart. And also, the projections just stay with the coat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this whole persona thing. Um, do, I, do I carry it outside when I walk out? If I take the coat off, I take off the roll. Okay.
0: What I'm, what I'm hearing, perhaps, also in what I said, is that the actual experience of doing what we just described may even have a reverse effect and make us actually feel a bit, you know, like, a bit holding because we're no, doing this. I'm, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking more about what you do that really makes you know that you really actually viscerally feel less or less end.
2: Um, well, this is one I didn't choose, but um, when I became unemployed, I realised that I had a lot of judgments about people who are unemployed because I was brought up that you don't be unemployed. Yeah. So yeah, that's brought up a lot of views about about my value, about how much of my value came from work and employment, and about whether unemployed people were lazy scroungers, and
0: mm.
2: yeah, all those mm. things. Mm. Right. And it's i t- it's now many years later, and I'm still unemployed, and I don't think I fully no, I have still fully haven't.
0: Um, it, and it, judgment. Well, I think you're a scrounger.
4: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: yeah, I think uh, coming here to this country for me was this kind of... Oh, yeah, Because uh, yeah. I can remember back when I lived in Poland, and I worked for an insurance company, and I worked in the entire people coming to us, and uh, let's say the Ukrainians, claiming, you know, trying to make a claim yeah, and uh, they couldn't write uh, or even explain what they want really in proper polish and I was just looking down and I was oh, didn't like it, no really, so, so when I came here I experienced the same thing, to a mm. bigger degree because I have to struggle every day for years, so, you know, I have to live through it again and again and again yeah. and yeah. understand, you know, they struggle. Has it toughened you up, do you think? Uh, definitely yes, but I think it might be even uh, more tender, more softer. Uh, okay. because you know uh, okay. if I go back I go back and experience this, you know, yeah. I'll just see okay, I can see myself. I could see myself in you know, my struggle and right. Maybe I can you understand. It. I mean,
0: ask it, Yeah, yeah. Certainly for me when I walk at my door in Hope Street and you know, and, and I experience myself as being old, and up and down the streets are walking hordes of Chinese students, for whom I simply don't exist. Mm. I really don't. I, I, I mean, I don't even I don't even register on their eyes or their faces. I'm just like a nothing. That's really interesting. Yeah. I also remember. I don't know if anybody's ever collected glasses in a pub or a restaurant or a cafe. Collecting glasses is. Is, is a, a, You know, it's the definitive way of being humiliated. Because you can't, you know, people don't want to. You know, you you'll, you'll pick a bit up with a bit and dropped in the bottom, and you'll be treated like you know you're stealing my glass. Yeah. You know, like an inch off an inch of beer. Sorry. Go
2: on. Um, I was just thinking, particularly when I first came to Liverpool, but it applies well, equally now. But well, not equally because I'm used to it is the thing about accents.
3: Oh, yeah. Um,
2: I remember being in a pub once, and I was talking to another friend of mine who had happened to have been a Southerner, and there was this couple sort of staring at us. This was quite early on. And eventually they came over and said, how do you learn to talk like that?
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of stuck
2: with me forever. It's like, people think you're putting it on to be posh. <laughs> Right. So yeah. you have to go yeah. out of your way yeah. to sort of yeah. almost apologise for my accent. Yeah. I have a similar yeah. feeling because a lot of people, the way you speak, when I, when I out the work, like Tony, it's kind of a range of accents, but a lot of people sound like me, but I'm used to people looking at you and thinking I'm a bit of a posh cow. Mm. Really? You go to other places, and you go to really seriously places where people are seriously rich, and, mm. and then again I feel quite mm. low on the scale. So the yeah. times when I go to places where people are really seriously influential
0: rich people and suddenly yeah i'm um, it, yeah. it's like a reverse feeling it's yeah, right? yeah 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 so do you think it's useful to 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 to, to do this yes yes
1: it's interesting it yeah. yeah i find it very good today quite honest. yeah because i've got done very well in life so i feel you know the are sort of how successful you yeah
4: no i understand mm. No, I think it stops you buying into the idea that you are a particular type of person. Yeah. I, don't, I think yeah. and for me particularly, um, the roles okay. I've got in people's lives, I find it very important to not to buy into my own propaganda. Yeah, I have projections put on you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll read you, sorry. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it's also really
2: useful Maybe, maybe particularly in, 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 in our times, attorneys like talk about uh, you know, the challenges of our time. Mm-hmm. and They didn't quite get around to, to the refugee problem, thank God. But there are lots of people now who live completely without any self.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, any self? They,
2: they, they have no, they have no, uh, they are not allowed to project a sense of self that is confirmed by mm. by the world. So for example, all the refugees in, in Greece...
0: Oh, I see, yeah, 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 Sorry. yeah, yeah. Abs- and, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I think the times when i felt,
2: you know, I think particularly moving, moving, coming to another place, like you said, or, or changing status, for something you, you're nobody, mm. and it's incredibly painful, mm. but it's also a really useful reminder. <laughs>
3: that other people recognise. And
2: also how
3: easy it is to lose it. Yeah. I went went recently to an open prison and uh, one of the things that struck me was the way that everyone in fact was dressed in white in this institution. But you could see that 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 taking away that individual Mm. identity was the whole purpose of that Mm. very distinctive dress. It It was a what were your info for Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Until later.
4: <laughs> um,
3: but actually that that taking away of, of identity was exactly the point. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between doing
2: it voluntarily and doing it. Yeah. not. Yeah. So yeah. I was just thinking, I'm sitting here with a loss of identity, that's fine because I signed up for it. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, if I didn't sign up for it, I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think with knowing that it this is temporary, so mm-hmm. I had felt when I was half fat and couldn't have to get out of bed, and all of a sudden all the roles I was used to having weren't there. And that was a really helpful period, but yeah. if it continued forever, I'm not sure that I'd have reacted to it in the same way. It was kind of knowing that mm-hmm. it was something that was going to get back to normal eventually. Mm-hmm to mm-hmm. in can not know if like,
0: ever mm-hmm. I, want, I wanted to I'll just say a little more about this uh, I, 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 I've accepted a few things from this book which is a fantastic book it's called in, With, in Love With The World I don't know if you've seen it it's really and this guy in, in an amazingly brave and definitive way uh, having been brought up as a uh, 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 reincarnated Lama, and had a, looked after all his life, and had never been in the world really without a teacher, without being supported, without having the best rooms, the best transport. In the middle of the night, escaped his monastery as the abbot, and went out into the world with nothing, just with nothing. In India, <laughs> and, and just subjected himself to being a nobody. I mean, you know, lived for two or three decades is a very special person. And this, the, this, the, this book is, is, is the story of that, of his journey. So Quite a few some time,
3: wasn't it? Pardon? It wasn't just for days, it was for, for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was three years,
0: yeah. 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 He did it for three years, yeah. And nearly died. Yeah. I was sort of, you know, because really he wasn't looked after. But I just, there's a few things I've just pulled out of it that I thought would be interesting. Um, but just with what we're talking about now, he he he, co- he calls it reverse practice. So mm. just he says, a common metaphor for the entire Buddhist path is swimming against the stream. This refers to the reverse aspect of all forms of mind training. To investigate consensus reality reverses social norms in a normal in a, sorry, in a noisy and materialistic society. To sit down and remain still and quiet is a reverse activity. Mm -hmm. To devote even one hour a day to becoming a nobody when we could be in the world becoming somebody reverses the socially rewarding goals. To aspire that all sentient beings have happiness and be free from suffering runs counter to self centered preoccupations. So, you know, so this is when we take a wide look at reverse, we can appreciate that the meaning runs much deeper than labelling a category of discrete exercises. It can become a foundational principle for guiding daily life situations. And uh, you know, uh, this is a potpourri, but it, 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 what it reminded me of, um, where's it gone? Uh, I don't know if anybody saw this article. Uh, it Anyway, I don't need to find it. But there was um, a piece published in all the papers, uh, a long piece of academic research, which demonstrated that when we, when ideas or thoughts come up about our own death, there's a part of our brain that's 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 genetically equipped to cut it dead, you know, just stop the thought. And and they explored it by showing, you know, various volunteers, pictures of friends, family, whatever, and asked them how, you know, how would you feel if they died? And there was, you know, they were all wired up with all, you know, their heads and their hearts and everything, and there were all kinds of buttery responses. But when they showed a picture of of the person themselves, how would you feel if this person died, all the responses went (laughs) (laughs) Just didn't want to face it, couldn't face it. So, in terms of reverse this reverse activity he's talking about this explains why in a lot of tr- spiritual traditions particularly in the tibetan which well, as a part people actually focus on on their own death you know and and i and i it's a fascinating i mean it's it's uh sorry what have i wish done with it i mean just give me be patient with me for a second see if i can find it. oh there it is yes, yes so. <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> um, like your death. Yeah, yeah. We cannot rationally deny that we will die, but we think of it more as something that happens to other people. <laughs> people put up numerous defences to stave off thoughts of death. The young in particular may see it as a problem for other people. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> His own work has found that, modern society, that in modern societies, people embraced what he called the escape treadmill, where hard work, sessions in the pub, checking mobile phones and buying stuff meant people were simply too busy to worry about death. <laughs> However, it is not a solution to the problem. <laughs> he said, so we need to keep on escaping. So, you know what? We, whatever we do, we don't escape the problem. As somebody, I don't. Know, somebody said yesterday was is that laughing. What was the, the joke about? Yeah, you will die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, and even as I talk about it, I can feel this resistance in me. You know, I, I don't know if anybody else can feel it. I've got a slight discomfort about talking about it. Even talking about it is slightly uncomfortable. Can I, can I just? Um, d-
1: d- d- it was it. That was the opposite for me for, my, for a good period of time, <coughs> from my early twenties right up to say, uh, and forties. It haunted me constantly. I yeah. just thought about it all the time, really morbid, and it used to cause me a lot of problems yeah. psychologically. And um, I couldn't just, I couldn't get the thought out of my head. You know, am I really going to die? You know, and I think I've worn it out. <laughs> okay, it maybe that's much.
0: the way to think, yeah. <laughs> He says, if the avoidance of death is the social standard, then contemplating death becomes a reverse activity. This does not mean that we reject the sadness of death. We will die and the people we love most will die. And this is the precious heartbreak of our lives. But the fear and perplexity that surround this ordinary trauma are not inevitable. By facing our fear of the future, we transform the present. That's interesting. By facing the fear of the future, we transform our presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, at a very mundane level, I, I know that some folk, I'm not I love going to bed. I think bed's fantastic. I have a rest <laughs> <laughs> from all that's going on. But I know some people fear going to bed because it feels like death you know like they're losing their life their life's running out and they're going to be asleep <laughs> they will escape and they won't be able to feel it you know but uh, anybody does anybody have that yeah you have that <laughs> okay I'm nothing, yeah 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 she's had my partner doesn't like she's she like, you know, like bed is like a nightmare you know going to bed oh, oh wasting my life losing my life <laughs> <laughs> she won't mind me saying that I mean she's much better now but I, I, I think yeah yeah so let me just read you uh just to get a flavor of this guy. I think this I want to read this to you I'm, I'm not I haven't come up with any great original talk today um, but I this is this is the this is the end of the book and it's a beautiful message I think and um, you know, it's, it's worth starting the talk with. Um, and he says, In parting, I would like to give you one small piece of advice to keep in your heart. You may have heard me say this before, but it is the key point of the entire path, so it bears repeating. All that we are looking for in life, all the happiness contentment and peace of mind is right here in the present moment our very own awareness is itself fundamentally pure and good the only problem is that we get so caught up in the ups and downs of life that we don't have t- we don't take the time to pause and notice what we already have don't forget to make space in your life to recognise the richness of your basic nature, to see the purity of your being and let its innate qualities of love, compassion and wisdom naturally emerge. Nurture this recognition as you would a small seedling. Allow it to grow and flourish.
1: Wherever you are and whatever
0: you are doing, Pause from time to time and relax your mind. You don't have to change anything about your experience. You can let feelings, thoughts come and go freely and leave your senses wide open. Make friends with your experience and see if you can notice the spacious awareness that is with you all the time. Everything you ever wanted is right here in the present moment of awareness. Very nice. And he ends it with, I will keep you in my heart and in my prayers. So, he's in Kathmandu, so you can go there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's wonderful. It's all there in the moment. I
4: think, for me, the reason that's so poignant, in the last two years, I had three friends, all went to bed and died in their sleep, kissed Mm. their wives, goodnight, they were all under 45 years old. And none of them expected to not wake up so yes. that piece of our saying is really pointed for everybody really
0: yeah and at the same time they're yeah. rather lucky aren't they yeah. <laughs> yeah to go to bed and not wake up seems to me yeah. the, the nicest place to go you going but in the context of that what i wanted to ask you is and i mean you know it comes up for all of us when we come on retreat, I'm, I'm sure for most of us anyway, that it, it, to sign up is a challenge. You know, when we sign up it's a small elephant down the road <laughs> and so we, we sign up more easily. But as the elephant gets bigger and session starts to come up, all of us kind of have some resistance, some doubt, why are we doing this? What, 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 why am I making this effort? Why it's costing me money, it's costing me time, why would I do this, you know? Um, but what I see and certainly for myself is and maybe it's the case for you that when you arrive on Sashin, most of us to some degree anyway are caught up with, with particular issues about our lives, about the world, about family, you know jobs, well, all of us come, not, I shouldn't say all of us but most of us come as certainly I come. With feeling slightly constricted, slightly tightened, slightly breathful about. And then by Friday, I don't know if it's the same for you. By now, when we've all been sitting, we've been sitting c- quite intensely, we've been with one another, we've had a regular routine, and suddenly the issues that I came with I feel much lighter. And I don't know if that's the same for you. But they definitely feel lighter. And so his advice about making space for ourselves, to have quiet, to have reflection, to have time to not to, to disentangle ourselves from the things that seem really, really important, um, is, is, is valuable. I don't know how it works. I mean, I, I, have a, I have a picture in my head, you know, I have, I have my own story about the way it works, which, it, and I'll tell you the story, Maybe you, have a, you may have a different story, but, uh, it, you know, it's an ordinary story in a way in that there is a perspective I can have on the world, which is, uh, which gives me ease. In which I feel more spacious, and which I definitely feel more available and, and, and able to be present for other people, and also it's a kind of place where creativity, a sense of creativity, can arise, ideas come up. What, what that, that, that place is. Maybe we can call it like the non-dual uh, or anyway, it exists, I definitely think it exists and we access it through Sesshin and what we take away with us from Session, because it does, I mean we all, we're all, e- evident to us all, it diminishes, you know, it kind of slips away, but the trace of that you know, we carry with us a trace of it, and that trace remains. And that trace is an inspiration. And, and, it, and it, is, it is evidence to us, you know, in, embodied evidence that we can live and experience the world a different way. And, I, you know, that's the value of obsession. Um, I don't know if any, any, anybody else phrases it in a different way, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, but I'll just finish off. And, but the, the, the other strange thing, which I can't quite place as well, you know, kind of ties in with that Christian idea that you know, if you knock on the door, it will open. You know, if you knock on the door and it opens, and you kind of go in and then come out again, or you put your foot in the door but you don't actually go in once you've opened the door whatever it is in you that's accessed by opening that door starts to knack <laughs> you, you, you can't open it and then decide you're going to shut it yeah. so you know, my advice to folk when they come to practice is don't get on the train if you think you're going to get off at the next station <laughs> <laughs> because the train carries on and you've, you've got to stay on you know, it, 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 it. You may let it go, but down the line, it will again. and You, and you will want to access story. it again. True, true, self. true self. True self. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. We, whatever. We're on a frame, we want to frame it. Call it. It. Yeah. I like the term actually. Obviously. Yeah. True self is good. Yeah. You know, in our practices, you not know, small self. Yeah. True self. True self. And yeah. That. And body yeah. mind is what they traditionally called it, isn't it? the rising of Bodhi mind that it's another way of saying it yeah but I don't know whether yeah but that seems to me pragmatically what arises but I don't know you know that's why we call this the practice of not knowing I don't know I don't know <laughs> <But> you did <laughs> yeah yeah don't know if anybody's got anything to comment to on that I
2: am um I just think about when we spend like five or six days here. Um, well, for me personally, I don't believe the thoughts so much. The thoughts are yeah. when you're when you're out in the world, it's more busy, it's more messy. So somehow the thoughts are that sometimes they're more in charge of you than you are then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here, somehow. The thoughts are more quiet, the more in the distance, yeah. and then you can it allows you to have that pause, or that
0: gap, mm-hmm. and, or that space. Yeah. Yeah, the radio wave stuff for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like what
3: Tony said
2: yesterday about um, I don't have the answers, and it made me think afterwards that. Um,
0: that there aren't any answers no. on saying innocent, you know. No, that's what's great about it, that's <laughs> what I like. That's
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. the, the uh, ease of Yeah, thank you, Yeah. Thank you. you just read about um, sort of taking time and space to, to open up to these yeah. things, reminds me of, of that Frank Oster sesky book where he talks about yeah. the invitations, the five invitations oh, yeah. <coughs> from working with the dying in a hospice. Yeah. And one of the, the invitations was find a place of rest in the midst of things mm. so it's the same kind of message yeah and then there was that little book by that Norwegian explorer about oh, silence, yeah. silence um, yeah finding silence and and I think it's the same kind of message as well yeah about, about looking exactly for those still <coughs> quiet places so that you can expand a
1: bit. Mm. for yeah. me is um, I'm going I'm still going through pain in feeling um, Directionless and feel as if my life is falling away from me. and am wondering, well, where do we go now? What do we do? How do I def- redefine myself? Mm-hmm. How am mm-hmm. I going to do that? And I still haven't got an answer. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's only through this practice I'll be able to do that. Through, yeah. you, through, 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 through my own experience, at least I've got a place where I can sit with that and I can just feel that and experience that and then maybe re- the issues will resolve eventually and I'll come to some clarity about it.
0: Thanks Keith, and good luck, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just, o- also having, you know, talked about the sense of self, the small self, in a, you know, we can talk about it derogatorily in Z, but, you know, both the chap I've just, who's just read and um, um, Jack Cormfield both said, you know, uh, I'll, I'll read what he says first, he says, we also have a healthy ego or a healthy sense of self This this relates to aspects of the self that intuitively know right from wrong, that can discern between protection and harm, that instinctively know what is virtuous and wholesome. We trip ourselves up only when we become attached to those basic instincts and created inflated stories around them. For example, I had used ego in a positive way to explore and then maintain monastic discipline. But if I were to think, oh, I am such a pure monk, I maintain my vows so perfectly, then I would be in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, but his main point is, the key point is that the ego is, the idea of ego is founded on the idea of a permanent self. If there isn't a permanent self, the ego itself is a delusion. And trying to get rid of a delusion is a delusion in a delusion. (laughs) So, we both, while both recognising it has, we experience it as having concrete qualities which we actually need to operate in the world, it itself is another story that we've generated. It itself is a story. And uh, this, is, this is what Jack Cornfield talks about when he says trying to get rid of the self. I love it. It's like, you know, very realistic. To try to get rid of the self, to purify, root out or transcend all desire, anger and self-centeredness, to vanquish yourself that is bad, is an old religious idea. This notion underlies there ascetic practices such as wearing hair shirts, <laughs> extreme fasting and self-mortification that are found in many traditions. Sometimes such practices are used skillfully to induce altered states, but uh, more often they only revert, reinforce aversion. Worse, what comes with them is the notion that our body, our mind, our ego is somehow sinful and deluded. The good part of me, must use techniques to get rid of the self the lower bad parts of me <laughs> but this can never work can never work because there is no self to get rid of <laughs> we are a changing process not a fixed being there never was a self only our identification makes us think so so while purification kindness and attention can certainly improve our habits no amount of self-denial or self-torture can rid us of a self. That was never there in the first place. <laughs> 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 no, just bear that in mind, yeah. <laughs> what you're trying you know, to do, I'll give you bells in more time. And I don't know if any of you've read um, David uh, Bracea. David Bracier is a fascinating view, uh, a different view of the four vows. And I like something very much he says when he says that the first noble truth is dukkha. Or, you know, whatever we want to call it. If suffering is powerful. We could call it a lack of, of uh, you know, a sense of lack, a sense of dis- ongoing dissatisfaction in our life. Dukkha. And I think, and certainly when I first came to the practice, I thought the practice was about... Uh, the elimination of that, of dukkha. And in some way, if I became an enlightened being, I wouldn't suffer. Well, if it's the first noble truth, either it's a truth or it's not a truth. I mean, is it a truth? Or is it a truth that only applies to some of us? No, it's it's called a noble truth, which which means that there is no, that let's call them, you know, enlightened beings or, or beings who've had, you know, greater understanding than us. It's a delusion to imagine that they don't have all the ordinary difficulties and pains and sadnesses and upsets and love affairs and breakups and all and you know all age sickness and death that we all have it still applies there isn't escape from that the the difference is how do we look at it how do we frame it you know do we do we say why me why why am i uniquely having this terrible time or do we say why not me and why not me uh because this is this is part of the human condition and how do I, how do I how do I approach it that will allow me to feel um, less contained, constricted and, and and the pain of it you know the real sheer, sheer pain of it and it's how we perceive it really It's how we choose to look at it And I was just I was sitting thinking about this when I was you know and I, I got a real itchy nose at the end of my nose I got grazed and I was, I was I'm was, i not going to scratch it no I'm not going to scratch it so I was trying to re, re-jig it as not an itch so I'm thinking this is not an itch this is just a feeling on the end of my nose it's an itch it's an itch, yes yeah. I'm not going to scratch it I'm going to leave it and and then suddenly I realised it had gone. You know, I hadn't, hadn't magic it away, it kind of like everything else, it went. If it had sustained for long, for, more, for longer than it did, then almost certainly I would have gone like this, but it didn't, fortunately it went. So, um, yeah. So, did
4: Tony scratch it? Pardon? Did Tony scratch it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
0: so, it, 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 it's like, you know, For me, when you read, when you read the teachings of really mature teachers, when you speak, you know, when people who are, for me, are authentic and not their own arses and too holy, you know, then, our emotions and our feelings, they're all, they're okay, you know, we all have, (coughs) they're not bad, just how do we manage them, how do we manage them?
2: Um, there's some mental illnesses, I've met these people who um, they result in very little sense of self and they'll do whatever you want and they'll like whatever anyone else likes and they have very little opinion on everyone and they'll do anything for anyone, but it's not real, No. you know, deep down, yeah. and they can't even see this, but deep down they're miserable and yeah. Yeah, you. There is the uh, the the fixed solid sense of self that I think is real is not real, but there is a there is a something that yeah. is that is real.
0: And you know, and 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 I'm just talking mm-hmm. to my watch, but it's true for us all, isn't it? I, I mean, you no, know, we all. I say well, I, I shouldn't keep including everybody because there could be exceptional folk here, but it, we find solutions to our sense of lack of ease in life. I and mean, we all carry that sometimes, you know, it's not quite right. And what fascinates me that I do is I keep applying the same solution. <laughs> Even though it hasn't worked a <laughs> hundred times, I still think we'll ever do this, ever change that, ever do that, or <laughs> we'll go off on a trip, or you know, maybe it will all be okay. So, you know, I'd recommend you try different solutions. And yeah, yeah and I, I've, I've got to end there because I've got a few things, other things I want to say. But I, I also I wanted to talk about going beyond, beyond. You know, when we when we read the the Heart Sutra and we say at the end, mm-hmm. gate, gate, paragata, parizam gate, Bodhisvaha, mm-hmm. translates as gone, gone beyond, gone completely beyond. It it means for each of us that. We, we challenge yourself every day. Go beyond where you stand. Go beyond your patterns and where you're stuck, if you can, and if you can't, forgive yourself, or at least have the intention to keep letting go and going beyond. And you know, and, and there's you know, there's lots of there's lots of cones about this. I've, 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 we haven't got time to go through, it but I've just pulled out. Step forward from the top of a one hundred foot pole. Step forward. How do you step forward from the top of a one hundred foot pole? every day we have to step forward from the top of, all, top of a 100 foot pole if we're going to stay alive if we're going to still challenge ourselves if we're still going to have some vitality we have to step forward off the 100 foot pole and and take the hit you know you're going to hit the you sometimes you're going to hit the deck and your bones are being crushed but you have to take the hit you know you know when when knights came out from the castle they got rocks thrown at them you know if you're going to drop your prison walls and drop your castle walls and you're going to go out into the world very definitely you're going to get whacked sometimes but what's the what's the advantage of not doing that staying behind the walls staying in the in the prison that you created to to keep safe to go back to
2: the beginning that's why young people think they're immortal
0: yeah why they keep being, why? Cause so
2: they can go out, so they can go Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 it's a good
0: point, yeah. It's, it's good that they think they're immortal, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, except for uh, very often, particularly for young men, apparently there's a, there's a risk gene, I know, in young men until about 26, 27, when it kind of dissipates. And this risk gene is why they all go to war and want to fight each other. You know, they don't think they're going to die, <laughs> for, and, but they do. Yeah, but what can you do? It's. What? <laughs> and to you know, say, like, you know, we, it, there are so many traps. You know, like, we talk about emptiness, you know, when people kind of think emptiness, everything's okay, you know. Fine. It's a trap as well because you can become. I don't need to do anything because everything's okay. Em- em- emptiness can be a trap of nihilism. You know, so we have to you know emptiness is for me is it's a it's a, it's a, 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 a like a, it's a pregnancy of possibilities there's all kinds of stuff going on there waiting to be born it's not a place where everything's okay so we don't need to do anything okay sorry i am sound like i'm preaching i'm gonna stop <laughs> got some